How do you coach culture in an organization? That's the question we're going to dive in today with our special guest, Pangyu Supatwanich, or as we like to call him, Nag. He's a consultant, trainer, and coach here at SEAC. He's worked with countless organizations all over Thailand, some of the biggest, and he's done some really transformative work with culture. Nang, thank you so much for coming on the show. Okay, thank you. So, Nang, as a coach, what are some of the biggest challenges you face in organizations? Usually, when we have the session for coaching, what I and other coaches facing is the peop- the coaches coming with the expectation that we're gonna tell them as a consultant or to mentoring or to tell things that this is what they ought to do. This is make up between the the coachy expectation mm. because actually uh, coaching is not to to tell them to do things. It, it's actually helping them realize what they need to yes. do, right? Yes. So meaning the fundamental about knowledge in coaching people is the very few people understood what coaching is. So that's the first hurdle that you really have to yes. get over, yes. helping them understand because what you're there to do. Yes, because during our conversation, they are all looking for the, what solution, what I should do, tell me now, hmm. kind of that. And that's not what you're there for. <laughs> you're not there to solve a problem outright. You're there mm-hmm. to help them mm-hmm. find their own way to yes, improve. Exactly. exactly. Now, I know you do a lot of work in culture. Right? How does that play into the coaching aspect? The culture in the coaching aspect, meaning uh, to me, is uh, the coaching cultures for many Thai um, companies is still pretty new. And it's it much better than the past because um, many big companies try to leading with the coaching cultures by sending their own staff to have a classes outside to be a coach and bring that internally to their own companies. Mm. Yeah, I know that we, we've seen a big shift, and yeah. especially I've been in Thailand six years, mm-hmm. and just the shift over these past six years culturally at a lot of companies has been huge. Yes. What are some of the biggest shifts you've seen at organizations in in the past couple of years, especially from a culture perspective? Mm-hmm. Um, many, many uh, big companies in Thailand, like, uh, they started to have their own internal coach meaning they have they have many internal coaching mm. and they coach their own staff by you know scheduling internally or uh they have their private time for face to face coaching mm. in their own company and that's something that they're doing internally yes and i guess the idea there is to really sort of be the front wave of a culture change internally Right. They want to be the, the like you said, the front way because uh, they see co- coaching is very benefits for the staff mm. and not only for the top executive, but, but they're for all who are ready to be coached or need a, a way to go. What are some of those, those kind of key benefits? The key benefit is um, after coaching session, there was the number 80 to 90% they are all satisfied with the coaching session because they have more confidence. And, you know, when people, when people stuck with the problems, they cannot make, make decisions. Mm. When they have a coach after session, they're more confident. They're 
they have ways to make decisions with their own internal power and with their own ownership on the solution that each course you have got. Yeah, that confidence goes a long way to actually be able to execute, right? Yes. Now, I, I think the payoffs sound, sound pretty, pretty enticing, but as an organization, if you're a leader, it's especially like one of the senior people at an organization, undertaking a big change like that to shift the culture is going to be difficult. It's going to be a difficult decision, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Do you often get like a, a lot of senior leaders who are uh, not, not so committed to the cultural change? Mm-hmm. Um, if they've seen the, the benefits after coaching, they were trying to some kind of transform themselves because mm-hmm. the many of top executives, they're already senior. Yeah. the top uh, position if they see the benefits from the coaching they'll try to ask themselves first get themselves into the session and after that try for the action that they have committed and then see the consequence or the result after they have done that action when they have coach and that many of them try to accept that this is not the era to order staff doing things like they did in the past. Mm. This is the era that there must be a coach to, let's say, um, let their staff growing by themselves. So they have seen the, you know, growth in the performance, in the team performance by their own team members. Yeah, so once they see it in themselves, they, they really want that to kind of flow down. Yes. Yes. It's going to be a difficult mind shift only because you think, oh, I've been so successful thus far mm-hmm. as the CEO of the company. This is what got me here. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to change it? Mm-hmm. But then they see the power of that type of coaching and mm-hmm. that sort of cultural change and they embrace it. Mm-hmm. The mindset have been changed too because um, there was many, many of the senior, the, the successful uh, top executive, they order, they soloists right mm. do uh, things by their own but now they have to shift their mindset that um either they are still doing that like a solo uh they'll become very tired <coughs> very tired mm. and become now today they have to make their team members like a act themselves like a master key and pump the key just like him or her mm. to do the performance on the those kind of affair in the company by their own self. This is more uh, mind shift that to make them more growing by themselves, not only you like in the past. Yeah. Now, when you get to that point, so the executive has sees the benefit. Mm-hmm. He likes what it does to him. He wants it to. He wants to do that to everyone else. He yes. wants to get this coaching culture. Mm-hmm into the organization right so he's probably worked with someone like you mm-hmm. right who is an outside coach who came in now he wants to develop that internally mm-hmm. how long does that take to actually get the buy-in for the culture and everyone below mm-hmm. the boss mm-hmm. to see hey this is this is powerful mm. from my experience uh, i've been the the first time of a session the coaching is a kind of Let's say I call it dating. <laughs> Speed you know, dating. First met that <laughs> yeah. to meet the top executive, kind of that, get to know each other. Mm. 
and kind of gain some you kiss on the first date rapport yeah. <laughs> yeah we have to rapport first and the second time the third time usually is um is a series of the session right mm. maybe four times or six times after the first time second time third time the those coaches who are top executive they become more to their coaching and then if they commit to the action that they're going to do and they did every time we come back to the session we were asked about the what homework that you did last time mm. let's update it and how well or how fail you have done that with, with the process of the coaching process with the sessions they become more really see that how it let's say um, powerful or how it performed by themselves mm. Yeah. So it takes a while. It takes, like you said, you got to build that rapport. Date, yes. you got to date. Yes. You know, spend some time, get to mm-hmm. know each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, idea of chemistry, that yeah, type of thing. That and, word, chemistry. And then as you build that up, as you sort of develop that relationship, they become more comfortable, mm-hmm. and that's when they start to see the benefits. Yeah. Somebody they call it it's, uh, the first dating. They call dancing because yeah. when we dance, you know. Uh, somebody might not dance together. Yeah. That's that what you call chemistry. Off exactly. Beat, yeah. Yes. So you have to get you have to get on the same yes. beat, the same rhythm. Yes. Mm. After some session, uh, if the chemistry is mixed perfectly, mm. if the session go flow with a good rapport, then the openness, uh, the coachee become accept or believe in the coaching session or the the conversation that we using together. Mm. Then the consequence come later. Now with with the executives, like you kind of have a bit of time, but when they want to roll this out, develop trainers internally, uh, coaches internally, sorry, not trainers, and, and start to bring this to the people under them, like mm-hmm. the directors or the managers or the supervisors, mm-hmm. or even uh, frontline. Mm-hmm. How do you develop that rapport there? Because that's a much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Uh... After the top executive have passing through the sessions, they, he or she must let the directors on that team passing or having the experience of coaching session too. So they all, we all become saying in the same language. Mm. Okay, coaching, okay, everybody now know what coaching is and what, how the coaching session flows and uh. how that they are they are not coming as expect for the solution from the coach and yeah. How about the language of the coaching? Like you said, the fundamental, like the common language of, okay, what is coaching? But how about the language you use when you're coaching? Does that need to build up a fundamental baseline as well? Yeah, using using the powerful questions is mm. very important for the coach because uh, usually the coach will use the question to ask. Mm. And the coachy have to um, reply and we make it into a conversation back and forth, back and forth. Uh, usually the coaching session, uh, question is the, the open questions. How? Uh, can you tell me more? I'm curious about that. So these are those question. powerful questions. Yes, powerful question. What may, is, it, is it the question that's powerful or is it the answer you're eliciting from the coachee that, that becomes powerful there? I think the the questions is leading because uh, 
we start with the question first. Mm. If you ask the questions correctly to the timing and nurturing the coaches together along the way or the journey of the session, mm. it becomes leads to their own solution or their own uh, empower themselves to. So it's these powerful questions that that really spark yes. those sort of oh wow moments. Yes. And get people yes. to say, oh, oh, mm -hmm. that's what I've been missing this whole time. Mm -hmm. We are leading and pacing together. How important is that pacing? Like you have to keep them at the right pace, right? Like mm -hmm. You can't rush it. Mm -hmm. uh, pacing is a kind of going together. If the coachy walk fast, we walk fast together. If they are slow at this time, we are slowing at the same pacing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you kind of want to keep it right around the you want to match the coachy yes yes you ever get into a, a point where maybe the coachy is going too slow or too fast and you have to slow them down or speed them up yes sometimes they are slowing down do we have to get them speedy up if there's some sign that uh here is the the things that the right thing that we need to pacing him up yeah and that's what an experienced coach can yes. can notice yes so, I mean, we've talked a lot about the way the individual gets treated in coaching, but overall as an organization, what are, what are some of the big changes you start to see when you're coaching, when you have a coaching culture, and what are those big shifts? The big shift uh, is um, there are many, many Thai companies that set up their own uh, internal coaching session. Yeah. And the... Uh, the staff in that company become realized that what coaching is mm. and open themselves for a coaching session. The, af the consequence after that is there are many evidence that the coaches have done their job effectively. And they are more confident in them themselves or in himself, herself, and can make decision quicker so they make decision quicker, they are not hesitate. Because mm. sometimes when we are dealing with problems, we are stuck in the middle with the time because we, you don't, they don't want to make decision. I know that uh, business agility is one of the things yes. a lot of Thai companies struggle with. Yes. So it's, a lot of that comes down to a lack of execution yes. and a lack of being able to make a quick decision. Mm -hmm. So this is probably one of the fundamental tools that they can use to sort of overcome that business agility hump. Yes. And with the, with the business, agility is very important factor now because especially the first one is, are you speedy mm. enough? If you are speedy enough, meaning that you can have the choice to make the decision, and before you make the decision, you have to empower yourself with the resource from yourself that come out from the coaching session. I know I work with uh, one of my one of my partners, Woody, here mm -hmm. at uh, SEAC that I produce a lot of shows with. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of talking about futures thinking and the future of work and business agility and sensing mm -hmm. is such a big part of that. And I think it's the biggest hang-up we see is people's inability to take action or make a quick decision yes. that that causes a breakdown in that space. Mm. 
And I, I think a lot of times when we do the case studies on different businesses, we see that, oh, there's a, a lack of this kind of understanding or lack of coaching or training in the, these areas. So it, it's really interesting that, that that's kind of what you build on that. Like, hey, you can make quicker decisions. You can have more confidence in your decision. Mm-hmm. I think that's an, another cultural issue that I've seen start to change over the past couple of years as well is that. I think a lot of traditionally cultured companies, not just in Thailand, but across Asia, have not wanted people that weren't the CEO to have Mm -hmm. confidence in their decisions. Mm -hmm. And now they all want or they would like their their directors, their managers, their supervisors, even their employees to have confidence in their decisions so that they can execute. Yes. And that relates to in another angle to uh, when when we people understand what coaching is and they get themselves to experience in coaching session with their own internal coach. <coughs> That's okay. We're term, allowed to cough. <laughs> in terms of uh, return of investment, yeah. it's more safe, safer than ever because uh, people hesitate. They don't make decisions. And now they have a coaching session. They experience from the coach. They make a quicker decision they make, uh, make with the confidence. So with the timeline, many times people, they want to wait and mm. do nothing because they don't want to do nothing. They don't know to left or right, go right or right. They, after coaching, they now uh, become more confident and make decisions, make the result happen. They go from sabai sabai to yes. concise. Yes, exactly. Do it, do it now. Yes. That's all I mean, and I think that's the shift that has been most exciting for me in my time in, in Thailand is to see that. And I think that's why we're starting to see a lot of not just big Thai companies be innovative and in industry leaders, but a lot more Thai startups come out of the woodwork with, you know, really powerful, you know, products, services that are that are truly innovative. Now, I, I think, you know, unfortunately, it's not everywhere yet, right? There's not, yeah. everyone's not embracing this not everyone's becoming business agile and you know really embracing coaching and this sort of cultural shift for the ceos or the directors the mds that are listening if they take a look at their organization what are some of the the key indicators that they if they see this that they need to say oh i need to do something i need to get this shift underway mm-hmm uh the chief is saying that there's uh, many trends coming mm. coaching in organization is very trendy now because you can now let everybody experience coaching mm. and after that let's see what is the result of the team effectiveness they become all related to each other, it increased confidence, it increased the team performance, it increased the interpersonal relationship with people. We gain more trust because uh, we can now talking to your team uh, cordially or no blocks because your staff, your subordinate can open his heart and talk to you as a coach too. The easiest thing is um, Comparing to the past, when you ask him today, he will speak more than in the past. 
because mm-hmm. he trusted you as a coach. And if you have a coaching session, uh, coaching culture in the in your companies, people is more connected and they are more openness to help each other finding the way or the solution to making their own decision. That's the the culture that every company, everyone, every company should have that. Awesome. Nang, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Lead by Design podcast brought to you by SEAC's Contextualized Solutions. To find out more and to get exclusive supplemental content for this episode, check us out at seasiacenter.com slash cs.